This is Echo Zoe Radio, episode 188 for December 2023 with Andrew Rappaport and Fred Butler for the 2023 Roundtable. Welcome to Echo Zoe Radio, the podcast outreach of Echo Zoe Ministries, where you'll hear about important topics affecting the church today. Our primary goal is to explore a variety of issues while remaining faithful to God and His Word. Stay with us for the next hour as your host, Andy Olson, shares his conversation with this month's guest. Here's your host, Andy Olson. I'm Andy Olson. Thanks for listening to Echo Zoe Radio. I look forward all year to the December roundtable discussion with Andrew Rappaport and Fred Butler. This is the sixth annual roundtable. It's also the second episode in a row with Andrew following our discussion of modern Israel last month. This year for the roundtable, the discussion is a little bit more freeform. It's a fun discussion that begins with Fred talking about Bigfoot and ends with Andrew discussing No Quarter November. Video of the episodes available at YouTube, Rumble, the Echo Zoe Locals page, and embedded in the episode page at echozoe.com slash 188. There won't be much for show notes this episode, but it's the best way to get to the video. Finally, I want to remind everyone about the Christian podcast community. Among all of the many excellent, biblically faithful podcasts you'll find at the Christian podcast community is Andrew's shows, The, the Rap Report and Apologetics Live. You can find the entire list christianpodcastcommunity.org. You can subscribe to the shows you want to hear directly or subscribe to the community feed and get all of the shows in one big feed. With that, here's my discussion with Andrew and Fred. Fred and Andrew, it's it's that time of year again. This is one of my favorite episodes to do. I'm glad that we've made this an annual episode. We're kind of meandering a little bit with uh, the format, but uh, it's still one of my favorite uh, things to do. So we're going to do I think we're just—it's going to be called roundtable, but we're just going to do kind of a freeform discussion. Well, I think you wanted you—you you asked, "Hey, what, what should we talk about?" And I brought up charismatics, and Fred brought up Christian nationalism, and you let us know that. But this is the two topics you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It never yep. dies. Last year, die. Fred did uh, Christian nationalism, and Andrew, you did uh, cessationism. You just got back from a conference or something on it. Yeah, yeah, and uh, well, I get had just gotten back from the conference and the video ed- recordings for the film. Uh, now I got the a debate with Michael Brown. He he was challenging people to debate him on that, so we're we're setting that up. So, yeah, yeah, it's a lot of lot of interesting things there. So he's mm-hmm. gonna not only challenge, but he'll actually debate you. Yeah, no, I, you know, I I'll give I'll give credit where credit is due because. There's guys, uh, the Remnant Radio. Everyone, keeps, oh, yeah, I'm familiar with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They everyone keeps tagging me, saying, "Oh, they're they're willing to debate anyone." And I'm going, "Well, then you tell them to debate me because I've already tried to contact them." <laughs> and you know, it's like, and others have people who keep tagging me in things with them. And, and there's some other guys at saying, "Oh, we'll debate." Yeah, we're, no, they don't. They want an echo chamber. At, at least Michael Brown is not doing that. Michael Brown is saying he wants a debate. You know, okay. I said, I'll 
you know, I did the same I did with the others. I'll, I'll do it. And he said, great. And he reached out to me and, you know, he, he first, he first, I guess, checked me out because he, he reached out to, uh, to James White and a couple <laughs> others because <laughs> he sent me a text saying, Hey, yeah, you know, talk to the, you know, James and this guy, Ken, and they, they speak well of you. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I mean, I, you, you gotta give credit where someone's not going to just be the keyboard warrior. And, yeah. and as far as I right. could tell the guys at the remnant radio are just keyboard warriors. They're, they're, they're challenging within a echo chamber, but they want to stay in that echo chamber. I mean, I could be wrong, but I downloaded about 50 of their episodes to, to listen to thinking I'd be preparing for a debate with them, but they haven't reached back out to me. So any, Hey, anyone that knows guys from the remnant radio, let them know. I don't want to debate. Here, we'll I just debate. come on and discuss. We don't have to yeah. necessarily debate. Just let's talk yeah. about the points that oh, they've yeah. got. And that's what we do on apologetics live every week. People yeah. come in, discuss anything. I mean, I have people that disagree with me on the gifts and they come in and we talk about it. Right. I mean, to me, that would be more profitable. Than yeah. A debate. Yeah. But, so, yeah, uh, I like that format better usually. Uh, as long as, as long as, I mean, the big thing of a debate is the cross examination, right? So, as long as you have good cross-examination where you don't have someone running the clock and you have the back and forth, it helps the audience see what the issues are. Right. You know, the one time, so <laughs> Matt Slick, uh, he was debating Matt Dillahunty and the whole goal that we had was to put Dillahunty on the defensive. So we're going through different topics. And I, I said to, to Matt, I, I, you know, like we, we all agreed, we wanted him to, you know, Dillahunty to actually have to defend because all he does is attack. And I think what we ended up coming up with was the topic, and Bill Hunty agreed to it, secular humanism is superior to Christianity. So he had to actually argue and, and defend secular humanism over, over Christianity. And so the whole goal was to get to the cross-examination, get to him having to defend. Well, he actually says in the debate, man, this is hard having to defend this. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I've never had to do this before. And he's like, you know, he, Matt, I think, let him off the hook. Yeah, you know, but it was still a good discussion. Matt's like, well, let's just have a discussion then instead of uh, the formal debate time, you know. But it, it showed Dill Hunty that it's easy to just throw daggers at, at other people's views. It's hard to get up there during a cross examination and actually defend a view. But, mm -hmm. well, uh, Fred, you had said just before we hit record, you wanted to talk about Bigfoot. <laughs> and he was serious i was i was semi-serious but that that would be a long that would be a long thing to set up and it would how, were you how just long would it to... possibly be fred i mean how long does it take to say i just said it i mean there's all the evidence I, what i just said there that pause you do you really wait, believe I, i'm just wondering book. <laughs> wait he's holding up a book <laughs> bigfoot sasquatch i just like to evidence. point out no. i do want to point out that we are recording video this month so i know you should be at echozoe.com slash 188 or at the rumble channel wait, so you can see what is that now we we tell, tell, tell this me. is yeah, uh, what is this i had a, there's a girl that works at grace you and um she's not bigfoot well, listen to uh, no, no, she's not a bigfoot. Um, her, um, we were talking about this topic like maybe I don't know back in the summer, and she said, "Well, I have a bigfoot story," and I'm like, "What?" She said, "Well, really, it's my 
grandfather that has a Bigfoot story. That's like that's like the I I know a missionary who had who healed someone in a far. Oh, but uh, oh, I can introduce you to camera. tons of people that um. There's lots of people that have Bigfoot stories. I was yeah, wondering if you weren't listening to Haunted Cosmos uh, now or something. Yeah, I, those guys have a wrong view of Bigfoot. That's why I was listening <laughs> to them. I put Bigfoot up there with, you know, people actually speaking in the gift of languages, okay? It happens in a faraway place where there's no video no. evidence, and it's just stories. There's lots of video <laughs> evidence for Bigfoot. There's, as much, there's more evidence for it, Bigfoot than there is giant squid. Everybody, I, I like so the way that, y'all looking at me. Is like that a, next yeah. next year you're going to talk giant squid with us, or? Well, giant. Well, I'm just saying. Okay, okay. So you you mm. got me, Fred. Let, let's go for this. Okay. All right. What's the evidence for Bigfoot? Let, well, there's like there's at least four four lines of evidence. Number one is the historical aspect of it, in that this is something that has been recorded in Native American culture. Uh, Daniel Boone talks about shooting what he called was a, a Yahoo, which was at that time, if you remember Jonathan Swift and his novel, um, Gulliver's Travels, they had these massive gorilla men in the, in the um, novel that he called Yahoos. And so Daniel Boone talked about how him and his son got set upon by a Yahoo and they had to kill it. And it a massive, hairy, wild man is the way they describe it. Newspaper accounts going back into the 1800s that, you know, when Americans started coming, American, you know, Europeans started, I guess, popularizing the, or um, populating the Northwest and that area would talk about how they got these wild men. We were down there in a camp and these wild men, they'd always call them these wild men, massive, hairy. And then they all describe them in the same way. Large, got kind of the conical head, wide shoulders. Like Harry and the yeah, well, yeah, well, Harry and the Henderson sort of kind of that was more like a Chewbacca looking thing. <laughs> um, the uh, <laughs> but they have the super long you know, arms, all of that sort of thing. In the American Native American culture, they've got Bigfoot is part of their ecosystem. So you got foxes and bears and wolves and owls and the wild man, the, you know, the big man is what they call him. And he's depicted in totem poles and their art. There's in, is it in Tula? Somewhere up north of here, there's an Indian reservation that has depictions in their art in this one cave of the Bigfoot with the, with the Indians and these tribes. Um, the other And then, of course, you've got the multiple eyewitnesses. That's what's the thing is uh, people who have to see it all the time whether they're camping they're not crazy people they're not drunk they're not misidentifying bears or something like that but it's generally they're just there they're just can't they're camping or hiking all of a sudden they come around the trail and also oh my gosh you know and this it's a glimpse it kind of turns goes into the woods and their world is rot i mean there's people that have ptsd from it like they can't they don't want to go back in the woods after encountering this there's people who will be they won't talk about it because they're like, everybody will laugh at me like Andrew here. And uh, <laughs> and I don't want to be mocked or made fun of, so I won't talk about I'm, it. I'm waiting for you to say April Fool's. As, uh, I mean, no. for, you know, well, 
And I'm curious, you, like throw me here. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I, don't I just listened to two episodes of Haunted Cosmos on yes. Bigfoot, and you yes. just said that they have a wrong view on it. So well, they, I think they I'm go. What, what do you think? Well, it they is? go to the right now. I'm not convinced that it's some kind. Of, like they kind of convinced it's some kind of demonic thing, and I'm like demonic. It's just the uh, there's lots of people have. I it's guess like, it gets every. It's a neat show, but everything I'll seems say, to go back to demonic. Yeah, it goes back to demons. Oh, I'm, I can I can grant UFOs and that sort of thing could very well be demonic, but you know, Bigfoot is a prosaic. I mean, it's a animal. It leaves tracks. It, there's people have seen them with young, you know, with a mother carrying a child. Patty, you know, the one, the you know, the famous one that um Roger Patterson. And she oh, okay. has she has a female form there you can see there on the in the image and she's got the bosoms so i mean it's like people see them with their we see multiple families of them together you know walking but if you guys want to explore this topic <laughs> i'm going to be gonna be interested <laughs> you got me interested there's really? lots of great little documentaries online you can look at and talk about it i don't um, want a documentary i want to see what fred has to say about it <laughs> all right so let me well. let me look i i I'll, I'll put since this is on video there uh, you go i will i'll share screen because i, I there you go you know i i think that um <clears throat> there is proof of bigfoot here we yeah. go show, this, show i'm not ready it. to go there yet Andrew. yeah no here this was sent to me there he is oh okay oh yeah there you go bigfoot <laughs> is that um who is, is that is that matt is that matt that's, that's matt slick he, he matt took slick. a photo and he, they did that he sent that to me saying he, that he's bigfoot <laughs> okay that wasn't what i was expecting okay <laughs> that's as close as i'm gonna get to believing that there's been bigfoot no that was, i was i was thinking you were trying to skip ahead to this other topic we were gonna maybe talk oh, about go to later. the other topic come on <laughs> no, people I don't want to hear what... fred being crazy about bigfoot <laughs> you can't I, bring I, up bigfoot I, no, and then all of a sudden you know, just I say really, nah i, I talked I really to jeffrey to hear this i talked to jeffrey rice set because jeffrey rice you know the bible rebind guy don't he's a bigfoot guy too oh no, yeah don't tell me he's believing in bigfoot oh yeah and he's he's got a mug that he's just created it says oh you gotta be kidding well, me, it's deuteronomy be... says in the mouth of two or three witnesses a matter will be established or something like that and he's like i you know i'd I, I, I told him, I said, hey, are you a Bigfoot guy? And he's like, yeah, are you a Bigfoot guy? I'm like, I'm a Bigfoot guy. He's oh, like, I, I'm like, I, I'm more like, conf I'm just like, people don't believe in it. You got to be kidding me. That's well, the dumbest be, thing To ever. be fair, I don't There's so much evidence scriptural that says that there can't be a Bigfoot. <laughs> the whole well, I guess idea of Bigfoot is I mean, based in evolution. So No, it's not. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. They all, they try if they're like it. a try, if they're people that have been, you know, the wild people that are, don't want to be seen or hidden. So, mm. all right. So here, here's the thing. Well, I don't know why they couldn't be. I'm going to be at Jeffrey Rice's open air theology conference. In yeah. February. Ask him about it. Uh, I'll talk to you about man. it. Man. <laughs> okay. We're going to find out. <clears throat> so, so, Okay. You know, that means, Fred, Andy, you, you guys both have to go to the Open Air Theology Conference on Calvinism, where we could talk about Bigfoot. You, okay, Calvinism you and Bigfoot. I'm as convinced about Calvinism as I am superlapsarianism. <laughs> <laughs> My Calvinism is so high, I look down on John Gill's bald spot. That's how high it is. <laughs> anyway... 
I'm just, I, I, I don't know if I can recover, Andy. I'm still blown away that Fred actually plays a Bigfoot. I'm sorry. I've just gotten more serious about it whenever, I don't know, lived here. We would go up to Washington um, State because my mother lived with my brother in Issaquah. So we'd have to travel through the, I mean, one of the biggest hotspot regions of the world. And we went to, um, Oh, uh, Mount St. Helens. Mount St. Helens is a historic area because on the north side of the mountain, there's a place called Ape Canyon. And it got that name because there was a group of miners in 1924 that had built a, a prospecting cabin there. And they got attacked in the middle of the night and ran off by what they describe were these ginormous monkey men, these, these ape men. And, you know, throwing hurtling rocks and they'd come up and pound and try to push the cabin over and... And they had to, they, you know, stayed in the cabin all night with their guns, shooting out the sides of it. And they're like, you know, the next morning, I think they even killed one of them. And it fell off a cliff there near, near where the cabin is. And um, they they hightailed it out of there. <laughs> We're not going to have any more thing to do with this. And um, so you can find that on a map up there in north in um, it's sort of northeast of uh, no southeast of um mount st helens area um but we went up there and we were going just to see the volcano right and so you have all these multiple little stops that go up the long it's like a 60 mile road you have to sort of travel so we go up to this one area or this one little rest stop and this guy has this enormous tree that he's carved into bigfoot (laughs) i'm like wow (laughs) so i took a picture of it and you know they're all like, oh yeah, we've all we've all seen these things. I'm like, seriously, <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> so when COVID hit, now my entire sort did of um, get COVID. That's a good question. I wonder if it did. I don't. Th- <laughs> nobody got COVID. COVID was a big scam anyway. We can't put this on YouTube because they'll censor us for saying that. Um, oh, this the, I, not I anymore. No, now anyway. now you could say that. Now, now the things that. Uh, YouTube flagged me for, and what's that? You, know, you can now say. I mean, things like the, about the vaccines, mm-hmm. you know, all that. Now, now you could say it. Now, you know, you know we're I... in that transition period before white lung takes over, and uh, <laughs> white lung. and then it all comes back. But it won't be. Have you heard about this now? White is that lung? the new conspiracy? Th- is no, that it's the some, new thing? It's the new virus that's going through China right now. Is they're calling white, it white lung. lung? It's some white pneumonia. Lung. Some pneumonia. But, it yeah. would surprise me because those you have them experimenting and you know creating these fake viruses or these viral you know hybrids <laughs> that are terrible and they release them on the world you know in order to game the system to their advantage. Yeah, I mean it's terrible. And there's an election coming up, so we got. And there's it. an election coming up. <laughs> Isn't that bizarre? A four-year virus. Yeah. <laughs> Well, to be fair, Fred, I I oh don't discount ba- Bigfoot. I I guess I the only thing I you're, discount one hundred percent. The only thing I completely discount is that it'd be some kind of evolutionary missing link. Yeah, I don't believe it's a missing but, link or anything like that. That's there's no need for that. Right. I mean, it's a. I'm still get can't get over that Fred's got books and and magazines. I oh, didn't man. see that coming. No, she even though my. Uh, <laughs> My that girl that I was telling you about, her dad passed away last year. So she said, Hey, we were going through his books and there's some Bigfoot books if you want them. I'm like, Oh, yeah, bring them to me. I'd love them. So she brought these to me. I just, I just dug them out of my bag 
earlier today because that's going my kid's going to do a paper in um, high school <laughs> he goes hey we need to do something and i thought i'd do it on bigfoot you want to help me and i'm like yeah man let's do it <laughs> i've got some stuff <laughs> he's like okay so we're supposed to write a paper help him write a paper anyway man I can I mean, give you a lot of good stuff. you learn on Echo Zoe Radio. <laughs> I know. Witch trials. I can't remember what else. Did, what else? Did he... You <laughs> talked about King James <laughs> only. King James only is Halloween. And now Halloween. Big, Halloween. Yep. Well, I guess Bigfoot goes along with Halloween. Sasquatches. Yep. <laughs> Probably the best book you can get is um, it's called Raincoast Sasquatch. And it's a guy... Um, something Atley, I can't remember his name right offhand, but he just basically documents stories. It's all testimonial stuff of people he's interviewed from British Columbia up to into Alaska. Cause you know how British Columbia and the Northwest, that's a kind of a raincoast sort of area. People talk about them, seeing them swimming, you so know, you, they'll be clad. Aliens, we have aliens from other planets next. No, I don't think there's a, there's no way aliens can come from another planet. They come from another dimension. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're aliens. That's why. I mean, they're, they're, uh, they're demons. Aliens are demons. Oh. Um, anyway, <laughs> did you think a guy, there's a cultish show that, did you guys hear the cultish, um, series on UFOs? That was really oh. well done. No. Okay. That's worth your time listening to. And in the, fifth episode seventh maybe it's the seventh episode he interviewed this guy who um used to work with mufon you know mufon is a mutual ufo network and they investigate ufo sightings and people who you know allegedly got you know abducted and that sort of thing and probed and that sort of stuff and um he talks about how he had some um government guys some dod you know department of defense guys who were christians uh, contact him back in the early 90s and they were concerned because there are black operation black ops sort of um programs that they're trying to weaponize the occult trying to weaponize spiritual creatures to be like either hmm. to read minds or to manipulate people yeah, or whatever that's, that's pretty and uh, well the they were like uh, that, well, yeah, and these guys at the time were like absolutely concerned about it as Christians. They're like, "There's nothing but bad coming from this because the people associated yeah. with it were get were committing suicide or dying in some kind of way or something like that." And and basically, it's it, uh, all the stuff that you see in Stranger Things on Netflix is you know pretty much what they're trying to do: open up portals to the spiritual realm. Well the Bible tells us not to mess with that stuff because it's real and it'll kill you. <laughs> and it's uh, it drives you to madness basically. But anyway, it's worth your, worth your time listening to that show cult of uh, culture. It was very well done. Yeah. And like I said, I've been in uh, this uh, haunted cosmos, the couple oh, yeah. Presbyterian guys up in Utah. I think they do it in Ogden, Utah. Yeah. And they're, that show is really well produced, so it's interesting because they produce it well. It's got you know the production right. value, but then the the topics are really interesting. And then they got me watching because the uh, the first season they talked about Skinwalker Ranch. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. I I wasn't familiar with Skinwalker Ranch, but but there's a I was familiar with it. I never really I, I wasn't familiar not, with the show. 
I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, Skinwalker Ranch, so up in northeast Utah, it's like kind of almost the southwest Wyoming. Um, there's this ranch that all this weird stuff happens. And, and a, it's documented weird stuff. That's what's yeah. bizarre about it. Yeah. So uh, a skinwalker is like a a character in, I think it's Navajo folk, folklore. What, the Utah Ute, Ute, Ute Indians? The Utes it's, well, it's the, Indian. The Utes the Indians the have that. Yeah, yeah. And they have like this idea that a skinwalker is like a shaman or some kind of being. That's that why it wasn't quite forms. clear because one time I hear that it sounds like it basically sounds like a demon to me. You know? Yeah, that's what it sounds like to me. But too. then the next time they describe it as more like a witch, which okay, I, I guess know. that would be like a demon too. <laughs> well, kind of, I guess. But then, but yeah, I think it, I think it tends more towards the demon side because they talk about them coming out and they look, they describe them almost like werewolves sometimes, like right. people like these big wolves and there's the skinwalker is known for like cattle mutilations and stuff and yep, um, stuff that we're like. So from that, I had heard about this History Channel show called The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch, and I started watching that through Discovery Plus, and it's now interesting. What's, well, what's interesting about that is that the guy who owns that, I mean, that that area obviously is an you know, Indian area, but yeah. it's just basically all the owners have been Mormon for the most part. So I'm always kind of curious yeah, about why is there like all this weird stuff going on in there with you know, well, I mean, remember, they, they actually believe in aliens, though. I mean, yeah. Mormons believe that God came from another planet. That's why I think he bought the yeah. ranch, is that he wants to... He, this guy really, he's some billionaire from Salt Lake City, some real estate you know, billionaire. Bigelow, Robert Bigelow owned it before, and he had the same issue with it. That's what he wanted it for. And he yeah. experienced a lot of bad stuff that happened on that ranch that followed him home, as it were. Mm-hmm. And so he got rid of it, I think, because he's trying to get rid of all the, not because there's nothing happening there. It's just like he's starting to get afraid of, yeah, you know, the so material su things. Supposedly, who's this guy that owns it now? Um, uh, he's, he's, Brandon. He's like, is it Brandon something? I can't remember Brandon something. Yeah, some real estate billionaire from Salt Lake City bought it. And uh, what I had heard on Haunted Cosmos was that that he invited this show in and he just said, okay, the one thing is, is you, like, you can't make stuff up. Like you can document yeah. whatever you want, make whatever show you want, but you're not making anything up. And I don't know. You never know with, with reality TV. So much of it is made yeah, up. Yeah, you don't know, yeah. but, but I've watched two seasons now and it does seem to approach it from more of a, like a, a secular scientific standpoint where they're, right. you know, we want to get our gauges and meters and try to figure out what's going on here and there. Well, did you see the episode where they had the green, you know, they got the water and they were trying to find that ca that cavity that was yeah. under that one set of land and they put the green water, the yep. dye in the water. And then and it's then they like, no, they, it. they can never find where it is. And then I'm kind of thinking, okay, well, now that you've dug a little bit, then they finally start digging. Yep. And I'm like, okay, well, put digging. your... Yeah, because you're not supposed to dig on the land because you have something bad happen to you. And uh, but so you start digging, and I'm like, well, okay, we'll put the green water back in. See what happens. Where does it go? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I keep yelling at the TV suit. Go yeah. back and do that experiment again. <laughs> Come yeah. on. But it's, it sort of seems to me to be the, a lot of demonic stuff going on there. Yeah, it could very well be. Because they talk about portals and stuff. And they even brought in a, 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 
a rabbi that does yeah, some kind no. of all the Hebrew chant and stuff and prayer. And well, so he was one of these new age. He, uh, one of yeah. these, he's kind of a new agey kind of guy. <laughs> yeah. And because he knows Hebrew and does a Hebrew chant, reads the first book of Genesis in Hebrew, something like <laughs> first chapter. Somehow, you know, the demons open up to him or something. I don't know. Yeah. So bizarre. Uh, anyway. So but no, the we, thing, got? we got like, we got uh, okay, Sasquatch. So, Do we have like Mothman or anything else like that? That was or? a good episode too. Did you hear the episode about Mothman? Yeah. Oh, that was a good one too. <laughs> Andrew's just over there like he doesn't know what to say. Well, that's because Andrew is so, he's so naive. He doesn't know anything <laughs> about the world. He's kind of stuck there in his little office and. Well, Andrew thinks that cessationism requires that there can't be a Bigfoot or a Mothman. <laughs> yeah, I know. Even though you have eyewitnesses who see it and are there, okay, what are they looking at? Speaking in tongues of a known language. Oh, well, they are! You know Sasquatch isn't speaking anything. I don't know Sasquatch's language. <laughs> well, there there is Sasquatch language. You hear the um, Sierra sounds. Listen to the Sierra sounds. <laughs> <laughs> oh fred google you're writing this stuff down sierra sounds this you can do this later and go and listen to yeah, I, Ron I can't Red. wait to see the andy's show notes for this episode. <laughs> I, i'm gonna tell you right now there probably aren't gonna be much for show yeah. notes on this one we had a good time there's gonna be like a paragraph long description and that's it so <laughs> Fred yeah, you talks get all about these links that fred's Fred going crazy last year when you guys talk that christian nationalism and uh cessationism i didn't cessationism. really do show, yeah. show notes either so man uh, anyway you know, fred i i until today <laughs> i always had so much respect for you <laughs> well i hope that you have even more respect for me so i'm putting it all out there on this <laughs> you lost your mind in your old age <laughs> what do you got in that oh. drink in your uh, thermos yeah there? what are you drinking it must not be water in there <laughs> no it's uh it's water <laughs> Uh, anyway, so well, you can we got contact a few more me. minutes of this before I move on to Andrew's topic. <laughs> before we move on to, um... <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll come back next month, and we'll to, we'll you know next year sometime next we'll year? do a, specifically on Bigfoot and talk about. There's different <laughs> camps. I would love to do it. Uh, if you got a theological I'll... angle to it, I, I'm all for it. I don't know if I got. I've got some thoughts about it, but yeah, I'd be happy to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> one of my favorite things my my uh only my um you're gonna cost youngest me my daughter. membership in the christian podcast community andrew's gonna be like we can't have this stuff on oh here. man you're gonna be having tons of people joining to hear it um my 13 year old daughter asked before he's almost as red as that thing on your headset i know isn't that crazy i hope he doesn't have a heart attack that would be uh gonna work him into a seizure here <laughs> No, but I've got I, I could treat it as a very serious topic if you want to one of these one of these days. Let me know. I, and we'll, I, that's I'd what blows that. me away is that you you treat this as a serious Oh yeah. <laughs> well, you know, the thing the takeaway I have from the haunted cosmos, and I appreciated these guys um saying this, is you know, we're not just a world of stuff. We live in a spiritual supernatural and a spiritual world is real. So I mean, you you hear, you know, that one uh Sid Roth Nutter guy. Talk about it's natural to be supernatural. Well, yeah, there's something to say about that. I'm a cessationist, but I believe I live in a supernatural world. Do we believe that God is real? And so, you know, okay, wait, wait, hold up. Hold up. Are you saying had, Bigfoot is supernatural? 
What? I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that the show overall is dealing with it from a supernatural. People are people have encounters with things that are unexplained. And, you know, and it's interesting to see how usually it's from the atheist community, skeptic community that kill themselves to try to prove that it's a hoax or, you know, some kind of crazy explanation that they can explain and control. Andrew, have have you heard this show? Probably not. No. No. It's it's interesting. You should give it a shot. <laughs> Talks about sea now serpents. So likely they they got sea serpents, uh, Bermuda Triangle. I like the one they did on the Nephilim and then like the the Oh the Giants? Well the that giants book they mythology. recommended. I got that from um uh Kendall and I've loved it. It's been a good little book. The guy's a reformed Baptist who wrote it. Mm-hmm. Just talks about the bi- giants in the Bible and how how do we understand a text when it says the sons of God came together with the daughters of men? Is that the yeah. Sethite view? Well, they take a very, the, uh, uh, what was this guy's name? How am I blanking? I'm getting old. You guys are older than me, but I feel. What did they mean? The um, two guys? Heiser, Michael Heiser. They take a Michael Heiser view on, on like the Nephilim. Which is what, yeah. What, now, now, uh, Michael Heiser. Yeah. Well, Michael Heiser's deceased, but he had, I don't agree with a lot of Michael Heiser stuff. He has a lot of weirdo. Well, they views say that, that too. Like, they say that on the Nephilim, we're kind of like we are open to his view, but he's not reformed. I haven't he, read. The, no, he's not, and he was a rabid anti-Calvinist. What, what was what was his view? Yeah, what's his view what? on the Nephilim? I don't remember that. I'm just familiar well, with his view. He's got this whole. That, I'm not real deep into it, but he he's into. I, he talks about like the divine council. Yeah, see, I disagree with his take on some of that divine counsel. And then stuff. Nephilim, like being the like demonic offspring, you know, like um, these uh, these these hybrid that are like half human, half demon. Like the the angels came down, the the, the fallen angels right. came down and had babies with women, and and well, that you, was the Nephilim. And you know, yeah. uh, one of one of our podcasts on the Christian podcast community, Truth Espresso. Uh, Daniel Minnick had gone into, I think he did three episodes on that, on the different views, give, giving a good argument for each of the views right, right. of them. I'm not going to tell you where he came down, so you'll go listen. But Yeah, I want to go listen yeah, to that. He, 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 he did a pretty good job going through and, and digging up some of the, you know, older Jewish literature to see where it documents that, you know, the Jewish view was that, you know, that passage is referring to, to angels or demons mm-hmm. that fell down. Yeah, that basically created this hybrid. You know, worded Goliath was a gigantic guy. Og of Bashan was a gigantic guy. I think the issue there that I think it's a false argument when people say, "Oh, we'll see." There were there were Nephilim after, you know, after the the flood. Um. Mm-hmm. The the issue is not who are the Nephilim as much as really it's who are the sons of God. That's right. that's really where the discussion is. Mm-hmm. And I can it cannot be the Seth view. I'm, yeah, I that, used to hold to that. that. I used to hold to that view, and because it's, I'll say sometimes I think us as sensationists will tend to like overcorrect. So you have some crazy charismatic thing. It's like well, okay, well I'm, yeah, I'd see that it's kind of a crazy charismatic thing. But at the same time, I, you don't want to discount where, I mean, there's something that's weird going on. It doesn't mean that it's, you know, it's, it's, it goes against scripture or something. I mean, of course, there could yeah. very well have been yeah. angelic beings. The, the world is filled with stories and ancient literature of these, 
you know, Hercules and these beings that were Bigfoot. You know, demigods. Yeah, Bigfoot. <laughs> Bigfoot. Sasquatch. Um, you know, all of these things that could were half you know, half angelic creature and half human that were giant, that were enormous. So I mean, Andrew, I, for sure, if you believe in Bigfoot, then you have no problem with believing that, you know, the demons the giants. And women Demons. get together, yeah. <laughs> Andrew, you mentioned three views without getting into what his, his where he came down. Yeah, well, what, were, gave, what were the three? What's the quick actually, and dirty of the three views? It's the the three views are the view that it was demons that somehow procreated with humans. Uh, the second view is the Seth. That's the line of Seth that mixed with uh, line of Cain. The line of Cain, line of Cain right. Uh, and then the the third, which was the first I had heard about it, was the one you talked about with Michael Heisner. And so and that is what 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 is that this, one again? Well, this. Well, go ahead. I, I thought mean, it was no, kind think, of a combo. I think what you just said that. as the first view was kind of my understanding. I, I like I said, I'm not a Michael Heiser follower. Yeah, no, but... it was his view of like this that it wasn't um, wasn't demons, but it was some fallen angels. Yeah, it, he so. It was, it was something I had, I mean, I, I, it was one where I was like, I got to go back and re-listen to this because it was, it was the first time hearing it. Okay. Because that's my understanding was the Cain, the, 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 the descendants of Cain and the descendants of Seth was one view. And the yeah, second think, one would be. I think be, that's a really poor view. I, I, it's a, I really yeah, I agree. That, I think that that is, I, I think the, the view that has been held historically, uh, at least within Judaism was the view of demons procreating with with humans and that just seems so far-fetched like like fred said i mean people are just overcompensating and trying yeah. to find some way to explain this mm -hmm. without <clears throat> looking at that but you do have to figure what was peter referring to <clears throat> when excuse me what was peter referring to when he refers back to that time yeah right, right. And, and Jude as well. It, yeah. yeah. And refers to it as angelic beings. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So. So that's what I understand is two of the views. And, and I think the third one that I've heard, and I don't know if Truth Espresso gets into this, but um, is it could just be demonically possessed human beings procreating. with. Yeah. Yeah, and I thought it's that's what you don't, but the, I thought that's what you were saying was the Michael Heisner view. No, 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 no. He holds okay. the angels and people. Okay. Producing so, so then, yeah, the, the 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 view he had was something where it wasn't it wasn't like demons themselves, but demons possessed by humans. But he, here's the thing: whatever happened, no, humans that, don't possess demons. Demons possess humans. Is it, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I knew what you meant. <laughs> the the whatever happened there in Genesis six, what we do know is that. It was something that God said because of this, He's bringing a worldwide flood. Yep, yeah, exactly right. And so, I look at that and say, okay, the line of Seth. Yeah, that's um, not. That doesn't seem like something that was so like to it's say okay, we wipe out all of humanity. Right. Demons that would possess human beings being something that's so bad that God's got to wipe out humanity. I go, but there was lots of demon possession after that. It just. It, it it seems like there's there's something it's it's sort of like when God gives the the command to wipe out the Canaanites. Part of that was the fact that you know they were 
engage like people sometimes say and i just did a debate recently with a guy and we we aired it on apologetics live and the guy brought up you know the wiping out of even the animals mm-hmm. and i made the point that you know his what we end up seeing historically is that they they were practicing bestiality so yeah, why yeah. wipe out the animals because the beasts don't understand it's right or wrong and once they start getting used to having you know sex with humans it's you know they, they're not you know, can I have a morality system not that you capable of repenting of that? Yeah. So God just wipe them all out. Well, if angels did something with humans that, you know, creating something, then he's not only putting them in prison and chains, as Peter says, but wiping out him, you know, the, the result of it, but mm-hmm. whatever it is, definitely is it's tied to the flood. Right. Oh, I right. agree. And that part of that has to do with, um, dealing with that situation where there had been countless people, hybrid angel giant people <laughs> that had yeah, and, and brought it, violence it, on the earth and made it even worse. You know what I mean? And it's just not Bigfoot. Yes. That, that's Bigfoot's a different thing. I'm sorry. He's Neanderthals from the tower of Babel. Do you want to uh, talk anyway. about that other thing or should we keep on with this? I'm, oh, really, let's I'm go, open let's either go, way. Let's, Let's move on to <laughs> so Doug are you Wilson. wait are, are you saying you oh. want to go from Bigfoot to Doug Wilson? I mean <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, no. Well, so so yeah, so I had brought up this article that was written by Kevin DeYoung. And it's called Un Unculture War, Doug Wilson and the Moscow Mood. Um mm-hmm. now it is interesting because he he and and we could play the video that's that he refers to, but I we we started talking about this just because of the fact that in this thing he's criticizing Doug Wilson and his his way, his manner, I guess, of dealing with the, the culture wars. And I think the thing that's interesting is uh he he basically is is Kevin DeYoung is is responding to what Doug is doing. He starts by saying, "Hey, you know, a lot of people ask me, you know, what what's what is it about Doug Wilson?" Um, well, here here's here's what he, Kevin DeYoung says in the article. Um, he says, um, "I've been asked many times during my pastoral ministry, about, you know, basically about Doug Wilson, and I'd say to questioners." Uh, have been pretty split between, quote, I'm asking because I really like him, unquote, or, uh, quote, I'm asking because I hope you don't like him, unquote, <laughs> or I, I'm i asking because I'm not sure uh, what to think. And and that's actually my view, okay? So for the record, I, I don't follow Doug Wilson. I've heard a lot, both positive and negative about him. Um, and I guess when I brought this up, it wasn't so much talking about Doug Wilson himself, but this article, because what, what struck me with the article <clears throat> is there was a reference to G3. And Kevin DeYoung ends up kind of putting G3 in the same in the same group as the Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission, <clears throat> you know, the the ELRC from the Southern Baptists, and, and calling both groups conservative Baptist groups. And I'm going. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no. Much much of G three 
they speak much against what the ERLC is putting out. I mean, I think right. that's what has has really for a lot of people it's resonated <laughs> with them is the fact that G3 stands up <laughs> against that. So putting them in the same group and saying that like somehow Doug Wilson was doing that, I was like, yeah, no. <laughs> and so I had asked you guys, did, was I missing something? And I've asked this on Twitter as well to say, like, am I missing something? Because I I didn't think it was a dig really on G3. I and mean, we could play the the, the video. Yeah, I, let's I, play that again. Hmm. Now, when you played for us before we started, it was really choppy. So I'm going to drop in a clean version when I do the editing, but... Yeah, and and it's it's just it's something where the, so the background on this, just so folks know, <clears throat> I guess every November and Fred, maybe you could talk more about this. Mm -hmm. Canon Press, which is the you know Doug Wilson's publishing arm, for, uh, the homeschooling, does in November gives away free products, and it's their take no prisoners or, or no quarter November they call it, I guess, and this is their video that is announcing this for for this year. And uh, it, if you're listening, there's going to be some things where he's, you know, he's taking a blowtorch to things. And and so you just hear some silence or, or music. Uh, but you could go watch the video and, and see. So here, yeah. here it is. Starts off with like a Thanksgiving meal. Welcome back to No Quarter November. For 11 months out of the year. <laughs> I'm notoriously timid, as cautious and as polite as a Southern Baptist raising funds for the ERLC. But the month of November is a time for taking no prisoners and for granting no quarter. If you think of my blog as a shotgun, this is the month when I saw off all my typical careful qualifications and blast away with a double-barreled shorty. Everything we do this month will be focused on one singular goal. We want to help you apocalypse-proof your family. Thank you, honey. But why should you listen to me about such things? Well, when it comes to culture war and culture building, we've been at this for half a century now, much longer than such things have been cool to talk about in the green room at G3. I don't know what this is. Is it's like a, this is where his where his house. I think that's the outside of their house. A strong family isn't possible without quick, full, and honest confession of sin, without any wussy excuse making. And especially now, it's just as important not to confess and repent of things that aren't really sins, because lying is bad, and so is being wuss. Okay, for the the view for the listeners he's like leaving the kitchen table and going off into the bunker to get his well that's because off. well there's because there was a light going off saying there was a perimeter breach so it's like he's gonna go out and deal with the uh attackers so he straps on a, a stay tuned all month because this november each week we'll have a theme that will guide all our book and content giveaways as we help you get your own family prepped and resilient for the countless cultural curveballs that are just around the corner so he's lighting up his uh, flamethrower with his cigar. We're going to be covering leadership <laughs> and raising... But no, he's lighting his cigar with his flamethrower. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's November, so yeah. you believe that we're here to give away a bunch of stuff. 
So he's Twitter. got cutouts of like Disney character and the logo TikTok for logo Instagram, and Instagram and logo, and Twitter or X. I think of the old Twitter. Yeah, and there's TikTok yeah. and Netflix. Netflix, and then he's got that. He's lighting them on fire with a flamethrower, which is pretty cool. I would love to do that. Look at the fire. It makes he's your, obviously uh, got an ex external pack on on there that he's keeping that flame that long because of the flamethrowers only last about thirty seconds. Well, he put on a pretty big tank on his back, and then he got, then it's all dark because it's walking back up to his house. So I don't know who was the production guy with this. Yeah, they need to be they need to be smacked for. <laughs> What is this? That had to be some director in Hollywood. Like, what is this? I can't believe this. There's nothing there. I see it's a little light blank. at the bottom. That's it. It's like a, like yeah. a candle at the bottom or something. And then doesn't he like blow up a... Yeah. He blows up a... Is uh, it still going or did it pause? Is it buffering or... I don't know. I don't hear Andrew anymore. Yeah, I'm frozen. What is this? Is he is he rapping? I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm locked out. I don't know if you can hear me. Uh, we hear you. We can now. hear you. We hear you, but okay. we still just see the black video from the yeah. Yeah, I can't seem to. No, I think we've made our point. I mean, he did all of the most relevant stuff has been sort of feigned here. Well, you can talk, yeah. Andrew. Like, we can't see yeah, we you. Can't, but... Yeah, I just can't seem to, to get it off the camera. To, to uh... so, so, yeah, so the, the thing there, the comment of G3, I didn't think that was a dig the way Kevin DeYoung made it sound. No, he was just now, saying that he's been doing it longer than the people yeah. at G3 have thought that it was cool to do. It could, well, and, like and we the G3 about the sees it as a fad, and he's been doing it. For him, it's more of a way of life. And right, right. he may have the point. I mean, look, G3 has only existed in like the last, what, 10 years, you know, actually no, less no. than that technically as a ministry. But, right. like, okay, but. That's that would be factual in that sense, but the the whole thing of saying that he's been doing it for a while, I didn't take that that he's kind of ripping on G three. Oh no! No, no he's, he's now he lost the audio. Oh no! Well, I think what Andrew was saying is absolutely correct. It's I don't think that they were. I don't know what Kevin DeYoung was thinking. Um, I, his I think his main point was is that. You know, you have someone like Doug Wilson will conflate what goes on at the ERLC with G3, which they're both Baptists and everything, but they're obviously got two trajectories theologically and culturally. <laughs> sure. So, but you know, uh, what is the does G3 tied to denomination? I mean, they'd be, um, they used to, well, they're tied to um, Praise Mill Baptist Church, which used to be a Southern Baptist okay. church. And so Andrew's when Praise Mill, oh, poor Andrew, <laughs> you are back. the host now. Is it saying that I'm the host now? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Make sure you're recording. I'm you recording. Know. Okay. Well, Praise Mill. gave me the ability to do that. because I'm glad he did. <laughs> He'll be back. Yeah. Um, 
now that um but yeah praise mill baptist church used to be a southern baptist church and then they left the southern baptist convention okay. just because of all the wrong politics or at least the direction that they were going and and i think rightly so i mean they were smart to do that and um so yeah i just think that you know andrew's correct in that g3 hasn't been doing it as long as they've been doing it because they've only been around as a ministry since what 2012 or 2013 something around like that they started mm -hmm. doing these things on a yearly basis and so it's maybe been 10 years or so that they've been doing but to suggest that somehow he's you know hey we as post-millennialists is really what he's getting at we've been on this cultural criticism thing for a long time i mean that's not necessarily true i mean they haven't been the only ones doing that it's you know i know for a fact our pastor has been talking about these trends since the 70s and a lot of his particularly in evangelicalism where you have a lot of the you know things like the lordship issue and you know government and all kinds of stuff that he's addressed in various books and topics and you know and has put together material for a long time and um it's at least 30 years old if not more oh there's andrew is he back are yeah. you back oh i look at you sorry to create more editing for you andy well if we could just pause it's a minute i gotta find you and get you back up on i see two freds there we go oh there i, I didn't have to well uh, you want to finish your thought i was kind of finishing your thought for you yeah no <laughs> and, and bear with me viewer i uh I have to fix things to get him on. Where is? If the viewer is looking at what I'm looking at, it's golden. Well, I just have. Um, I've got you and me and Andrew. <gasps> and Andrew's swag. Andrew, can you talk for a minute? Because okay, because one of my one of my friends yeah. switches back and forth. Yeah. So, <clears throat> well, while you're doing that, you want me to. Just start to. Well, hold on a sec. I gotta, I gotta maybe. All right, I think I got you. We'll try that. Okay. I had it all work to tell you your your thing. Pooped yeah, out on us. that was weird. How come the Chinese can't get this <laughs> video problem worked out? I don't get it. <laughs> if they're gonna spy on us with this Zoom, yeah, thing, the least I they can do is like make their spyware. Us, I mean, make their spyware worth. Yeah, well, make it work well. I mean, come on. The uh, Zoom is from Australia. Well, but it's Chinese that own the thing in Australia, so. <laughs> okay. More conspiracy, conspiracy theories. No, 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 no. It's a factual observer. Chinese Sasquatches. It's uh, the Yeti. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. Yeti. The Yeti owns the Yeti's it. in the yeah. Himalayas there in you Russia. Go. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, what I was saying was just that I don't, I, I just didn't think that this was a dig the way that, he he was making it sound on G3 that somehow G3 was in the same camp. Yeah, probably. Now that I look at it from your perspective, I don't think that's necessarily what Wilson no, was No, I, I took it as yeah. like, this has been a lifestyle for us. It's only Correct. been a fad for G3. Yeah, because this is what Kevin DeYoung mm -hmm. says. He says, he, he regarding that comment with G3, he says, first, it strikes a tone of deliberate sarcasm and just well, a yeah. little bit naughty. 
Well, okay, that's I mean, that's Doug Wilson. It's sarcasm Wilson, and just a right. little bit naughty. That's but <laughs> yeah. that's what he meant by the Moscow mood. Yeah, and <laughs> so they, he, they're sarcastic and naughty. Yeah, and and so but he was he's but saying, just a little bit, you know, with the kids drinking wine and the and the cigar, lighting their cigar yeah. with a with a flamethrower. Yeah, and so uh, Kevin DeYoung says, uh, no one really thinks Wilson is timid and curious of the rest of the year. That that's his sarcasm. The naughty part is that Wilson uses the words wussy and wuss, adolescent slang for someone who is weak or effeminate. These are words that most parents don't allow their kids to use since the term probably originated with a combination of wimp and another word I won't mention. <clears throat> now, I don't even know what word he's talking about. I think he's talking about a derogatory term for a female body part. Really? Okay. Um, there's a the, there's a the cats can also be called. Yes, that that, that would work there too. <laughs> okay. Yes. So they wear boots. Yeah. So, you know. All right. So yeah, yeah. I didn't. I didn't know that. <laughs> and, well, and I'm so glad that you were you were this many days old when you didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, well, I didn't, I didn't, and and I was sitting there because so I'm like, going, I didn't know why wuss would be like he's he's saying parents don't let their kids. Like, yeah, no, I don't know, I don't I, get that either. I've I, not scolded uh, my children for using that word. My, we yeah, scold and, them for saying stupid. <laughs> well, say you know, word. okay, so uh, eighty Robles. I should say did, I, I scale I scold them for for being mean, but not for that particular word. Yeah. Yeah. I was listening to AD Robles' podcast and he he's going through this article and he mentions he doesn't allow his kids, his boys to use the word stupid. And and his argument is yeah, they're just as an adult, he's got no problem with using the word stupid because they know how to use it. But as right, children, right. they they don't know the proper use of it and just use it out of context and in a more of a you know, where people are using it more of an attacking way rather than describing something. Mm -hmm. Right. So Right, right, right. I mean, I remember <laughs> with, with that example, I remember when uh, my first church and I was running a, a, a well, Fred, it, it actually originated from your church, Grace Community Church. It was mm -hmm. called Search, Sunday Evening Activities Reinforcing Character Habits. Mm -hmm. And we used to do that <laughs> in, in our in our church. Uh -huh. And we had a memory, I had to get a memory verse and I had the kids learn Proverbs out of the, I want to say it was either New King James or NIV, I forget. I think it was New King James. And it basically used the word stupid. Mm -hmm. Referring to someone who is given instruction and doesn't follow it. Right. And my, my pastor, so my pastor like told me the next week that his son used the word stupid and they, they had to reprimand him because his, his sister was instructed by their mother to do something and she did his sister didn't listen and he called her stupid <laughs> he used it in the context the like, scripture he just read learn that word and he goes well it's the memory verse that <laughs> mr andrew gave me and so stupid man but he used it properly oh, man. yeah well i guess you could use simpleton and go to the king james and yeah the simple you know, man the simple minded fool. yeah yeah but I mean, I think I think there are words that I th I think like you guys said, there are words that maybe we could use as adults that we wouldn't necessarily want our children to use. Um, right. I I didn't, I, you know, I didn't think that 
the word wuss was a derogatory uh, or or a foul language but i have realized that there's words growing up in jersey that i wouldn't think are bad words to use but in other parts of the country they are no mm -hmm. no and so we do have that and the question here is is i i you know again is he reading more into it because just looking at that video i'm listening to it and going i didn't think there was a problem using using that that language but maybe that's me where i grew up His my only question was that he kind of put it in context with stuff that's sinful and was he skirting mm -hmm. the line of calling that sinful to be a wuss i think he i think he was yeah because it, like he's saying he you know it's it's with words i can't you know i wouldn't use um yeah well you had Wilson saying that, you know, to be someone who's kind of soft and if somehow it's akin to being as severe as lying and, you know, and I'm just like, well, no, not necessarily, you know, just because you're not someone who's going to go after someone really super hard doesn't make you a wuss, let alone, you know, sinner, sinful, you know, sinful disobedience. Um, I just, I don't get Maybe he was a little too. Maybe that's what he's reacting to. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. And like the the comment about G three and and he his second part, he he basically links G three with the Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission, and it's like for me that's a hard one to take because G three has been pretty open <laughs> against like putting G three in the same camp as as he does here by calling mm -hmm. them both you know conservative. Baptist groups, um, there's a lot. I, I mean, I think G3 would be more in line much with what Doug Wilson is teaching than ERLC. Yep. <laughs> and so I just don't see, you know, I just, it, to me, I wasn't sure if he's, it just seemed like he's trying to make something more in his points because I just didn't think it was a, a fair point to make with with G three. It, it to me, it didn't seem like it really fits. The uh, going after Doug Wilson for using that comment like that. Yeah, yeah, like like somehow Doug Wilson is, you know, he's he's belittling and being sarcastic is the word that, that the article uses against G three, and he is being sarcastic. But I mean, first off, there's nothing wrong with sarcasm. OK, I, these mamby pamby uh, Christians who are like, oh, you can't be sarcastic, really, because Jesus was sarcastic. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to say it's wrong, then you know, go tell Jesus that. Yeah, right. right because right. he he was pretty sarcastic at times. So, so is Paul, you know. And so the fact that the Bible is written by God, when Paul writes things that are sarcasm or even if you have, you know, uh, Oh, I'm drawing a blank where 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 they they have uh the 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 bell priests and he's going, Oh, maybe oh, Baal. yeah, maybe he's, oh, in, the, he's in the bathroom. Like Elijah. Elijah. Yeah. Maybe you he's know, in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that he, that's sarcasm. Yeah. Now, no one's gonna complain about that, but somehow if you use sarcasm and say, Oh, I've been doing this longer than it's been, you know, a cool thing to do in the G three green room. That's hmm. he's He's not throwing G3 under the bus. He's not. Yeah, you know, I didn't get that. I didn't, I didn't see either. it that way either. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, that's how the article seems to lay it out. And yeah, I don't. Yeah. 
you know, it's it look. The the thing is 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 Doug Wilson edgy? I, yes. I don't follow a lot yeah. of Doug Wilson, but yeah, I mean, everything that I've ever seen sort seems pretty edgy, and that you know, like I think that's Brothers, partly how he's drawing his following, though. Well, it's it's twofold. It's twofold, and Ad Robles mentions this is the fact that Doug Wilson will reach people that you know a guy like this, you know, is not going to be able to reach. You know, me, even people you and I wouldn't be able to reach. I mean, he's, mm -hmm. th that's the whole thing is that there is, there's a difference there of, you know, who can, you know, not saying that we, oh, we should, we could do things that are sinful as, as long as we say we're reaching people. I'm not claiming right. that, but I don't, I, I don't know that I would say just from this one video and granted i admit i don't follow doug i don't know a lot about him but you know being edgy you know i wouldn't do it it wouldn't be what I, you know my what i think appropriate but i think what really gets doug wilson what i think what really has been creating the moscow mood to, to quote the article is the fact that so many during covid just bowed to the government and Doug Wilson was standing up saying no. And it's almost as if, how did we get a Donald Trump as president? Very simple because we finally heard a guy that was saying what so many people believed and just wanted to have heard. Right. right. I mean, yeah. when he ran in the primary in for the 2016 election, you had a whole slew of Republican candidates. And what were they all doing? The typical Republican talking points. Let's play nice with Democrats. Let's not, you know, say things that'll get us, you know, in trouble with the media. And Trump just said it like it was. It was refreshing to people. Yep. That's Doug Wilson. Yep. Doug Wilson is saying things, I think, that are refreshing for people to hear. And what people are doing is they're just going, okay, well, he, he's, he's right on this. And then they, they follow with everything else. You know, they start following him and believing all what he's teaching. But yeah, I believe a lot of it is, is just that he's, he's saying things that many Christians just want somebody in Christendom to stand up and say. And I think that's really the, what is the Moscow mood. It's just more Christians need to be standing up and saying the same things, just maybe in a in a better way w without the naughtiness. <laughs> well, the thing that I thought was kind of interesting too, at least the pushback to that article that I saw on social media, were is the fact that Kevin DeYoung is is um, going after Doug Wilson for his use of profanity sometimes and sort of his colorful metaphors that are off color and edgy like what you're saying and um but then kevin DeYoung is at a ministry the gospel coalition where you have writers who routinely promote you know finding christ in the um you know in this super hard r-rated movie you know the john wick fi uh, figure being like christ and i'm just like oh, no john wick is just a guy shooting bad guys i mean what are you trying to find jesus in <laughs> you know it's that kind of thing and so they'll find these movies that are like you know full of all kinds of profanity and in some cases some graphic sexual stuff and somehow try to 
you know, tie it to, oh yeah, you know, as believers, you can take these spiritual lessons away from, you know, this movie about bondage or whatever it is. And it's like, seriously, are you kidding me? What the heck? And so I get that, uh, I get that pushback, um, that they're getting from that. And it just, it's sort of like, I wished that Kevin DeYoung was a little self-aware when he made these criticisms against Doug Wilson. But I will say this, though, one of my fellow colleagues at Grace to You kind of pointed out how when you look at all of these guys defending the use of edgy, off-color metaphors and profanity from the pulpit, it's always these homeschool guys. That, or they come from homeschool families or homeschool, you know, classic educational backgrounds. And it's like they've watched their first R-rated movie. It's like a homeschooler that's watched the Animal House or something like that for the first time. And so now they're like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw in like a you know an off-color word or a profanity or something. And you know, well, somehow I, I know it makes that, me like I'm you know, makes me like in touch with the world and I, I know, know where you're coming true, from. Though, because I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess you're, you're not saying all of them, but I, I nope. just think of, I, I'm just thinking of, you know, Jeff Durbin. He wasn't raised in homeschooling. I know, but he, anyway. what I find funny is that they're integrated family worship people, probably. I mean, I would think that they're integrated family worship. And so he goes to this conference and he drops, you know, profanity laced, you know, swear words in his sermon and there's like probably got one of these little playpen of kids in the back you know where all the where all the moms are sitting in the back yeah. with their kids and got letting them play in the little area yeah and, and <laughs> so i'm not justifying that because i don't think oh that's my, appropriate you're going to cover little geneva's ears so that she <laughs> won't hear the profanity you know yeah i mean i don't i don't think it's appropriate at a pulpit to use profanity I, well i don't think it's appropriate to use profanity period but I think that when I when I see this, it, it you know, Doug Wilson is a guy that it, you're going to get reaction from either either you're going to get people that if you say something negative about him, people are going to either defend him or join you. Right. And there's like there's no in between or. Yeah. Very you know much like I mean? John MacArthur. Um, yeah. I, I remember we we uh, one of my one of the churches we i was running the pulpit committee and as you know we were looking for a pastor and the, the pastor we hired you know called me and he says hey i got a question for you what do you think of john MacArthur?" and my response was well he he kind of discipled me and he was like what because he's three thousand miles away i said yeah i've read everything he's he's ever put out and so the the thing was, I, he told me he, the reason he asked that question is because there's no in between with MacArthur. You either love him or hate him. But there's like that's kind of Doug Wilson as well. Well, I would say the one difference though is what is it that people are hating John for, and what things are people hating, hating Doug Wilson? Most people yeah, are like what point. you're saying. Doug Wilson is getting disliked because he has a weird view of federal visionism, and he's got this edginess about him and whereas john's getting disliked because he tells beth Mulder go home or something like that that triggers everybody and they all fall down on their fainting couches i can't believe <laughs> he said that about that dear woman i can't you know and it's like well she needs to hear that but you know he didn't you know use co colorful metaphors to insult her you know what i'm saying yeah, he said, yeah. 
she should go home. <laughs> yeah, but, but house, I, you know. there is that similarity though that where there's 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 a both on either yeah. hate or love. You know. What yeah, I mean? yeah, and I think I I don't know if Kevin DeYoung is is writing this because he 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 probably sees this con, a concern of his, and he's seeing the what we're seeing coming out of Moscow growing, but I think his concern is he's, he's addressing the symptoms rather than the, the core issue. Why is Doug Wilson's influence growing? Why is this Moscow mood growing? Right. I think the reason it's growing is not because of the, 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 the naughtiness and the use of profanity or the, the, the alcohol and cigar. And, and I think the reason that you're, you're having it is because People just wanted to hear someone stand up. Yeah. When everyone else is going, put a mask on, stay six feet away, you know, go get a, you know, vaccine, like all the stuff that everyone was saying, close your church. It's loving to close your church. Mm. And people were like, no, church, by definition, the very word ecclesia means a gathering together. You cannot do church over Zoom. It's just, that's not a gathering. And so there were people that just were, I mean, look, we, folks who follow Striving Fraternity, you know, Anthony and I would do Apologetics Live, and, and we were always wondering whether Anthony was going to go this way because he would he, he's not a fan of Doug Wilson, but he would talk about, like, the post... He he's, gets along well with a lot of post-millennials. Why? Because they're just saying what he, a lot of us believe. And, and my thing would be to Kevin DeYoung is, instead of criticizing Doug for the naughtiness do the same thing in a better way, but we got to be able to stand up against the culture because you're the, the reality. I think we have, and this is Doug Wilson's, I think point we're losing the culture war. If we're going to keep trying to just soften it. I mean, all we're doing right. is blowing it's it. Not, we're going to lose the culture war. We've been losing it for decades because of that, because of that. And that's mm. the, that's the reason I think Doug Wilson is doing these things to say, no, we're not going to, compromise at all we're going to stand up against right. it and right. people are starting to realize that's what's needed you're not going to win this culture war by talking softly and trying to get along i think that i well i want to say the republicans are learning but they, they still haven't no they don't realize i mean when they you just have expel the congressman when they've got like a three vote lead like they're yeah. not learning no they're not learning because because and they're doing it to show the democrats look we we go after our own too, yeah. But the Democrats don't do that ever. No. Like they're not they're not getting rid of any of the the people who. No, it should have been a package deal. We'll get rid of George Santos when you get rid of Adam Schiff. Like yeah, they're they're, they're a package deal. Or, or, they come take them both or leave them both. Yeah, I mean they just censored the 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 one woman for her for supporting a, the terrorist organization of Hamas. To she leave, should be yeah. out of Congress. I mean they wanted to get rid of all the all the people that supported Trump on the uh, stop the steal from the elections on with January 6th, they want to throw out anyone that supported that. And yet, you know, that's not a terrorist organization and there was no terrorism that was done that day. Right. Uh, but they want to, you know, say, Hey, but we can't do that when we actually have a terrorist group. Like, yeah. So, so but no, I think you hit the nail on the head putting you're like, why is Trump popular and why is Doug Wilson popular? I think there's a lot, that fun diagram has a lot of overlap. Yeah. Yeah. And I think they have the same naughtiness. <laughs> but, but no, I mean, I think the thing though is that I I think that there's a, a large portion of Christians 
that just want to hear someone stand up and show leadership. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's crazy that people were looking toward Putin in Russia as a leader back when Obama was president. And it's just crazy to think about Americans that are because why? Because they, they, were, they were looking to a guy that just said, no, homosexuality is illegal. We're not allowing it here. And the groups were trying to, and he's like, I'll throw you in jail. <laughs> you know, it wasn't, he wasn't trying to get along yeah. with them. He just stopped it. Well, the, and then the, the Russians just did something similar just in the last few days. I saw there, they came out against uh, LGBTQ stuff, just said, no, it's not going to have a part here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yep. that's same with China, by the way, too. But yet China's the one pushing TikTok to, to yep. promote in America, right? But I, that's the whole thing that I think Wilson was was doing his his fight against the culture. And I think that is the appeal for many people with Doug Wilson. Like him or hate him, uh, I'll at least agree we need to stand up against culture. Uh, look, Fred, you you said John MacArthur has been doing that since the 70s. Yeah. And so it's not it's nothing new. Um, you had Spurgeon, you know, the downgrade. If you go read yeah. downgrade controversy, he spoke against this with his culture. This is a constant theme that every culture deals with. And George Whitfield before him. Yep. Yeah. And, and what you guys. see repeatedly is you'll see those professing believers who just want to get along with the culture to try to change it. And those that say, no, you got to stand up to it. I, I forget the name of the movie. There was a Christian movie that done many years ago. The theme of the movie was a bunch of Christians get together. They're talking about the cultural shifts and the problems. And basically what happens is, is one guy is wants to stand up and speak against the culture. And the culture back then was like guys wearing long hair. <laughs> and and so the hippies those dirty hippies yeah and <laughs> this guy is like saying no like we we got to be nice and get along and like show them the morality teach them and he ends up getting a, like a time machine and coming into you know america in the in oh the yeah that 90s. movie was made by my buddy that's a rich cristiano movie oh, is um it? yeah that's called, think of the name uh, Oh, I'm okay. seeing it. Well, I know well, what you're talking you, about. Yeah, he I'll, was I'll, in the past. Yeah, he and he comes he comes into the future, and he goes into a movie theater, and he's yeah. he's aghast with what he sees as acceptable, and how the, the things he was trying to say. Hey, let's let's just do it slowly, and he saw well the the culture shifted that fast, and he, when he got back in his own time frame, now he's like, we got to stand up against it. And that's, I think, what, you know, what we're having here is this has always been an issue. Some people can look at the history to say, we got to stand up against it. Doug Wilson's ones that's doing it. You know, it's I, called Time Changer. Time Changer. I think I've go. heard of that. I think that's been on one of my like, like to watch videos for. Well, now you're going to go watch it, Andy. <laughs> yeah, for years. See, I, think. I think that. I would I would say that I think that G3 is probably in the in that same camp as Doug trying to fight that. Mm -hmm. I don't picture them as the like the EL or the ERLC just trying to get along. I mean, I just I I the article kind of struck me. I thought that it was uh I, I see he was a little too heavy handed with David yeah, Wilson I, when he should I been. saw his point, but I think what 
I think what ended up happening is he, he, at least with me, he lost the point he was trying to make because he exact he went too far. Right, right. He exaggerates the yeah problems. There's other yeah. problems with Doug Wilson other than him standing yeah, was, up and yeah. creating a mood. <laughs> I was just going to say, there's plenty to criticize him about. Maybe that's like on the shallower end of the pool. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. So, yeah, so I, I was just, you know, I didn't, you know, and I put it out on Twitter saying, is there something that happened between Doug Wilson and G3? I don't know about. Maybe there is, but I think they're get. I think they work. Yeah, I don't know. I think that was just a sarcastic comment that yeah, he's his way and, of saying we've been doing this forever. You guys have just been talking about it uh, as a fad. Yeah. Well, guys, um, I'm getting distracting texts from my wife and noticed that. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> we're. We're uh, We're cooking macaroni and cheese and bacon here. (laughs) I can smell it. (laughs) Bacon. Mm. We're getting ready for that. I know that's because the world is round. It's not flat. So (laughs) he's like in the future and four or five hours. Yeah. Me? Wow. Two. No, Andrew. Andrew on the Oh, Andrew's three. Yeah. Three hours ahead of you. Yeah. Yeah, Here it's just five o'clock, six o'clock. Oh, it's, yeah. Eight, almost eight o'clock here. But. No, they make macaroni and cheese, and then my kids will make bacon and cut up bacon into the macaroni and cheese. Oh, well, just, I mean, just do, my, do me a favor. Can you uh, can you just take an extra strip of bacon? Yes, I know. Make sure to, to ship it to Squirrel there, to Gene Quiet, so it, <laughs> he complains because, you know. They don't have bacon in Montana or something? No, what happened was we're at Fred's Oh, my breakfast. gosh, here we go. And Gene has never let me live down the fact no. that Fred's little, what was she, seven year old? Probably at the time, yeah. She's like 13 now. Girl, she wants the last piece of bacon and Gene takes it. (laughs) I mean, just that's so wrong. You just stole the last piece of bacon from a seven year old girl. So I take it. I think it was his, I think it was her, wasn't it his bacon, but she wanted it or something? She wanted it and he just took it. And so I I took it off his plate and gave it back to her. She wanted. Come on, she's a seven-year-old. He's a he's a grown man. She had to learn a lesson about sharing, and I think they wrecked it or something. I don't remember what the. <laughs> no, I think it was Gene that needed the lesson on sharing. Yeah. So, Andy, next time you have Gene on, you can ask him about the history of bacon and and you know. Well, he probably started getting into like Francis Bacon or something. <laughs> it's yeah. Like it's a different yeah, yeah, yeah. bacon. Speaking of bacon, <laughs> there's this controversy. <laughs> can we save it for next year we can yeah that. that'd be good <laughs> hey thanks for having us on andy yeah, thank you guys great. for coming it back. Is, i'm sorry we kind of meandered all i mean this was a deep rabbit hole people are gonna people are gonna be are still falling down this rabbit hole right now and you have to reach bottom i don't know that I, i'm gonna recover from this bigfoot <laughs> your belief in bigfoot oh man i'm telling you all I can right, put guys. some stuff together. I'll try to put together stuff and I'll give pictures and things and give it to Andy. He can flash <laughs> them up on the screen as we talk. All right. Why don't you let me wrap it up and then you guys can go on all, all right. night long if you, you want. Know, all right. to move to Moscow, Idaho. <laughs> Thanks again for another fun episode. And uh, I look forward to December 2024. What do we talk oh, I about? I know. I do too. What do we talk about? Probably. The bacon, uh, and the we'll talk about. Well, that and Gavin Newsom being our new president. Won't that be awesome? Uh, 
<laughs> for your state, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. So you can get rid right. of them. Oh, that's, I'm, that... I'm going to hit close here, all right? And then uh, uh, you guys can keep chatting, all right? Echo Zoe Radio is an outreach of Echo Zoe Ministries. If you are blessed by the show, please consider offering your support. There are many things you can do to help, including prayer, sharing the show with others, and your financial support. Echo Zoe Ministries is a registered nonprofit organization with 501c3 tax-exempt status, and your donations are tax-deductible. For more information about how you can support Echo Zoe Ministries, please visit echozoe.com support. That wraps up episode 188. Thanks for listening to Echo Zoe Radio. For show notes, visit echozoe.com slash 188. Please also check out the Christian Podcast Community. There's an ever-growing list of fantastic shows focusing on all sorts of topics, and you can find them all at christianpodcastcommunity.org. And Lord willing, we'll be back next month with the January episode of Echo Zoe Radio.